1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Welcome to the Fox 4 Race Zone. I'm Sam Atwell. I'm Brian Dooley. And we're here to talk about everything NASCAR Monster Cup Series. And man, what a race we had in Kentucky last night. Yeah, uh, great way to pick up from, you
0: know, the last couple weeks of excitement despite the rain. Did uh, no rain delay this weekend, but uh, man, you know, the Bush brothers side by side, but there were other what a show people performing up top. This was another exciting race uh, moving forward in the 2019 NASCAR season.
1: I am a little disappointed because, you know, you remember back when Kurt and Kyle battled for a win at Bristol earlier, Kurt Bush said, the next time I'm just going to wreck him. Well, he didn't wreck him. He's not a man of his word. I, I think
0: <laughs> 15 years ago, he'll It might have been different, but I think now it's, you know, Kurt, he's a veteran racer. He's a champion. He knows how to race smart. And if the time came and he needed to move his brother out of the way, I think he would have. But at this point, I think Kurt knew he could win another way, which is somewhat clean, aggressive racing.
1: It was quite a show at the the end of that race. It was a battle for the victory. Let's go ahead and take a look and see where your favorite driver finished in the Quaker State 400 from Kentucky Speedway on Saturday night.
0: And his first win for Chip Canassi Racing, Kurt Busch, followed by his brother, Kyle Busch. Kurt is also the first Chevrolet to win at Kentucky. Didn't know that. In third place, we have Eric Jones, followed by uh, Kurt Busch's teammate, Kyle Larson, in fourth. Uh, Great finish for him and just an overall great day for that team. Denny Hamlin in fifth, followed by Clint Boyer in sixth, Joey Logano in seventh, Daniel Suarez in eighth, Ryan Newman in ninth and Chris Buescher in tenth
1: Eleventh was Paul Menard Twelfth, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Thirteenth, Ryan Blaney Fourteenth, Eric Almorello Fifteenth, Chase Elliott Sixteenth, Matthew Benedetto Seventeenth, Alex Bowman Eighteenth was William Byron Mark Truex Jr. Nineteenth and twentieth was Brad Keselowski
0: In twenty-first, we have Ryan Priest followed by Kevin Harvick in twenty-second and twenty-third, Bubba Wallace followed by Daniel Hemrick and Michael McDowell In twenty-sixth, we have Ty Dillon Twenty-seventh, Matt Tift followed by Corey LaJoy David Reagan And Jimmy Johnson in 30th. Wow.
1: 31st, Ross Chastain. 32nd, Landon Castle. 33rd, Bailey Curry. 34th, Quentin Huff. 35th, Austin Dillon. And bringing up the rear of the field with only 110 laps in the books, B.J. McLeod. And that was the finish at the Quaker State 400 in Kentucky. A lot of stuff happened in this race, but I think the only thing people are going to remember from this Kentucky race is the last lap battle between the Bush boys and the older brother came out on top this time.
0: Yeah, and the younger brother didn't seem too happy about it. Um, but yeah, I mean we've we've talked about how well Kurt's done on this new team this year. He's been consistent. I don't think it's really a sh- too much of a shock that he finally got a win. Um, he he's had some great. Um, you you mentioned the Bristol earlier this year, so we knew this was probably coming. And it, it's. Um, Good for him on, on a first year on this team, you know, figuring it out. I mean, he's really um, – you, you were talking before we started the show, you know, I mean, um, Jamie McMurray really wasn't ever able to perform in the one in that car, and Kurt's got them a win. Well,
1: just right out of the gate, Kurt Bush is a better driver than Jamie McMurray, flat out just based on talent. Kurt Bush has had some rough times in the last few years. I know when he uh, – after he won the championship at Jack Roush Racing, there were some incidents with drunk driving and some other things, and he got let go from Roush Racing and and didn't know where he was going to go. He Kurt's had a he's had a rough, yeah, a few bumpy years here with
0: some. Fifteen years ago, I would not have been excited for Kurt Busch to get a win. I much, I mean, I don't, I just remember, I don't know if it's as much as I dislike Kyle, but I didn't like Kurt Busch either,
1: and. Well, they were very similar when they first came into the sport. Their attitudes and their, the way they did things were very, very similar when Kirk came into the sport. And you wondered when Kyle came into the sport if it was going to be the same way. And it was in the very beginning. It really was. Nobody liked Kurt Busch. Nobody liked him being champion. Nobody – he was loud. He was, he was outspoken. He didn't care what people thought. And that's pretty much a carbon copy of, I think of after, Kyle when he came into the, the – I think after
0: Penske – he kind of knew, you know. He was he struggled to find rides for a year or two, and I think once he got on Stuart Haas and they gave him a chance, and even now I think he knows how lucky he is at this point in NASCAR, where um, a lot of the veteran drivers are are leaving, and these younger guys are are coming in, taking up the spots pretty quick.
1: And he is a veteran driver now. You know he he, oh, he started when he was young. But he is now one of those veterans, and I I don't remember off the top of my head how many years he's been around, but he is a veteran, and I think two thousand one was his rookie season. Was that his rookie season? He has he has learned something very valuable, and you said it, he understands now. Hey, these 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 rides are hard to come by, and victories are even harder to come by when you're on a team that that is not considered a top tier team, and I wouldn't say Ganassi is a top tier team at this point in time. But he came over to this team, lost his ride at Stuart Haas Racing. He came over to this team looking for a chance. And what he has done there just in this season in the one car, he has he has raised the bar for performance at Chip Ganassi Racing. And I think that is a good thing. And Chip Ganassi should be thankful that he's got Kurt Busch in that car. Yeah. And Kyle Larson, you know, he's a talented driver,
0: too. He's won races for that team. Hasn't won yet this season, but... It's coming. I,
1: yeah. He's gonna he's gonna win a race, and it's. I know you picked the other Bush to win, you got the last name right, so that's good. Very good. <laughs> I was halfway there. You were halfway there, but it was almost. And and we'll hear from Kurt Bush here in just a minute. He had some comments after the race, and it was almost like, I don't know, the bad blood between it. And I hate to say bad blood, but just the air of. Something between the two Bush brothers. I, I think they really do like each other. That's something that <laughs> I've always kind of looked at. I've always at. wondered if it's what where that's at.
0: Yeah, and that's something I've always kind of looked at as, you know, they're brothers, but you never see them really hanging out or together a lot of times at Ray. I mean, they're on different teams and they're both out there working, but. Um, you know, I don't think Kyle even came to congratulate his brother in victory lane last night. It,
1: it's and it's strange because you're close with your brother, I know, and you guys spend a lot of time together. And I have I have three brothers, and we spend a lot of time together and we're close. I don't know if we were if we would still be close I think even if we were competing against each other. I that's just the way we're wired. That's why my folks raised us. And I think probably it would be the same for you and your brother too based on what I and know. And I don't know the age difference too. I
0: mean we we mentioned Kurt's his rookie season was 2001. Um Kyle is like mid 30s or younger. I don't know the age the age difference sometimes plays back to My brother and I are only 18 months apart. Um so um, I know Kurt's been in the sport longer than his brother. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, we've seen a, a bunch of other, bro- you know, the Lebani brothers, you know, Daryl and Michael. Um, so, I just never seen them too much together. But I, from what I gather, Kyle wasn't <laughs> happy for his brother.
1: And I got to say that for brothers in the same sport, Kurt and Kyle are probably, I, I, I can't remember... Completely in my head, they are probably the most successful brothers in the Cup Series because you know Daryl and Michael were not. No, they were not on there. the equal. Um, Terry and Bobby I th- were mean, they pretty were, close. Yeah, They're, they were both championship drivers. Um, I think Terry drove for in his career drove for better teams until Bobby Labonte got to Gibbs Racing, but uh, since since Terry and Bobby are out of the sport. you there's nobody, brother-wise, that matches no. and the both, I Bush mean, brothers.
0: Um, you know, both of the Bush brothers have, you know, cup championships. And that's, yeah. you know, we've seen drivers for years now. I mean, Dale Jr. was never able to accomplish that. I mean, both these brothers and but, or Kurt, he was the first one in the first year they did the chase, chase format. Yes,
1: he was. So both have won under that. Yeah, and it's obviously, I think. To look at them side by side, even though they're both successful, I do believe that Kyle is the is the more talented driver.
0: Yeah. Him coming back after the injury in 2015 still. Um, I don't care for Kyle Busch, but um, he definitely, that year, a lot of people are kind of skeptical in allowing him since he missed part of that season. But they were strict on He had to be in the top 30 and win a race. And, man, he some drivers, after they get injured like that, don't come back. And I mean Tony Stewart after his injury, there were others. He was stupid, never the same. Some drivers really struggle, and and man, that that was one of the scariest wrecks still I've seen. And for Kyle to come back like that, I mean he is, and you know it's annoying his attitude a lot of times. But the guy, um, it was like we talked about Alex Bowman. He was tired of being second, and Kyle does anything that if he's not first at the end of the race, he does not take it as you
1: know well this is the best we could have done today I mean he never allows never heard that come out of his mouth yeah and just to just a throw back to an earlier time I actually in 2015 Kyle Busch was my pick for the championship that year and I was doing another radio program and doing some guest guest spots around the country and all of the hosts I was with declared foul when I said hey he's still in it he can still win they thought well he's he got hurt so your your pick is out and so I ended up I ended up winning and they still tell me that it was a technicality that I won. It was amazing. You're right. It was such an amazing year for him to come back from that. Let's go ahead and take a listen to our winner, Kurt Busch. And he's talking about the last lap and the battle with his brother. And, and uh, we got a couple, we got three sound bites from him here. First, he's talking about, uh, uh, how special it is for this race against his brother.
2: Yeah. You know, what a, what an amazing finish and to have it go our way right there. It, to have Kyle Larson uh, behind me in, in the sixth position, spotter said, teammate's going to go with you. I'm like, well, <laughs> is he? Really? And he did, and he did a phenomenal job so that I didn't have to look in the mirror, and all I had to do was, was play offense out in front of me, and what a battle.
1: Yeah, they did battle door, door to door. Uh, I'm interested in one of the sound bites he said as they were coming into turn three and four. He was staring at... He was staring to his left and looking at the number eighteen to his left. He was staring at his door. I'm like, at 180 miles an hour, you're not staring. You're not looking ahead of you. <laughs> that was, I thought that was a little interesting. But uh, man, they did battle there. I mean, there was, yeah. That that's, gosh, I,
0: I want so much more of that in every race. And it doesn't always have to be like take the last lap, but just the side by side racing. Not I mean, at the end, you were just like, you didn't know. At one point, you thought it might be Joey Logano, and then Kyle Busch came flying up, and it was like... And, of course, we mentioned last week that Kentucky has pretty much been a uh, Joe Gibbs racing track and Brad Kozlowski for Penske. Um, So I was thinking, well, we're going to have one of the two again win this race, it looks like. And then I was like, oh, Kyle. And then Kurt just came out of nowhere, and that last lap battle was edge of your seat racing and, and this goes into definitely one of the
1: top five for this season I think. Kurt Bush talks about that last lap and and he goes turn by turn and and lets you know how he did it. Here again is Kurt Bush, the winner of last night's Quaker State 400 from Kentucky Speedway.
2: What a battle with my little brother to race him side by side to try to play the chess game at 180 miles an hour on the side draft. You know we're wide open through turns one and two and we were trying to go wide open through three and four. It was a matter of me just staying as close as I could to his right rear quarter panel because he was on my left rear down the straightaway. I had to be on his right rear through the corners. And as we drove down into turn three on the last lap, I just stared straight at his door. I could see the number 18 to my left, and I never lifted until
1: I heard him lift. Then after the race, <laughs> this was I, I got a big kick out of this, uh, and we'll tell you about this in a moment, but he hadn't seen his brother after the race. And you, you mentioned that, that he didn't come to victory lane to see him, to congratulate him or anything. He didn't uh, come to see him. And he didn't know where he was at. And come to find out, Kurt Busch had a little bit of a problem last night at Kentucky Speedway after all the ceremonies were over, and he had a little problem getting home. Here he is talking about that situation.
2: I haven't seen him yet, but I was supposed to fly home with him. And now I'm looking for a plane ride. So that's Kyle. He's like, like, that's that's he won't even wait. We shared a plane ride earlier this year. I, I think it was Phoenix where he won, and I had to sit there and wait for him to do his little victory lane thing. So it would be fine. We're going over his house tomorrow, actually, for a little get-together on a Sunday off, and uh, I'm going to plop the trophy down right on his kitchen counter.
1: Man, to fly off and leave your brother? I I, think- I guess – I guess I don't know if it was a joke between the two of them, or if if Kyle was actually that upset and said, "Find your own way home, punk." I think a lot of times <laughs> when you
0: when you think of like battles that Kyle Busch had towards the end of races. I mean, Kyle Larson at Chicagoland last year, you know, his brother earlier at Bristol this year. Kyle usually comes out. He's not used to losing uh, these you know close race battles at the end of race. He usually does come out on top um, as a victor. And come on, me, man, that's your brother. brother. That's your brother, man. And I, I think up that and made it work. I think it was just like he, Kyle hates defeat, and 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 Kurt does too. I mean, like we mentioned earlier, Kurt said next time, I'm you know, I he mentioned a wrestle, he should have wrecked him, and uh, I I think we probably might see this consistency, <laughs> and now that he's got this win, um, I think I'm hoping there we may see be more. multiple wins coming. Yeah, and I hope we see more uh, side by side first,
1: second. I battles hope,
0: with the Bush brothers.
1: I really hope that Kurt, going to Kyle's house earlier today, they were having a family get together. He said, "I really hope he does take that winners trophy with him and just sets it in the middle of the kitchen table for a centerpiece today at family dinner time." I would, I just,
0: <laughs> I would love to see the look on Kyle's face because I think even a day later, oh. I think Kyle, <laughs> I would just love to see the look on his face. I oh, think, that
1: would be so awesome.
0: I don't, <laughs> I don't know if he would. I don't know a sense of humor still a day later. Here, Kyle,
1: I brought my own cup. Can I drink from this? <laughs> Here, put my potato salad in this trophy. That's it's okay. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that kind of I love that kind of dig. Looking through the top ten, there's some uh, some guys who have kind of made a residence there this season and then there are guys who were missing. You know, we thought last week well, we won't go into last week, the rain shortened whatever that was in Daytona in the winter who never mind. But yeah, another I mean,
0: who knows how last week if we could have finished those last 30-some laps, but
1: uh, another bad night for Jimmy Johnson. That's just where I was going. You knew exactly where I was going after after last week running a great race at Daytona. And, again, Daytona and Talladega are different animals than the rest of these tracks. You can't compare them side by side. There's just no way. But – Again, Jimmy Johnson struggles mightily at this mile and a half track where he used to run so well on these mile and a half tracks. I was surprised when you told me earlier that no Chevrolet had won at Kentucky yet. And, and I was surprised that Jimmy Johnson had not won there. Not trying to skip too far, but looking at already
0: looking at my list, he hasn't
1: won at Loudoun either.
0: So oh, that's right. we're going at, you know, we, Kentucky never won at, and Loudoun, uh, we're going to another track that Jimmy Johnson, after all these years, a seven time champion,
1: hasn't won at yet. What happens? This experiment with, with Chad Canals breaking them apart, I don't I don't foresee them coming back together. I don't see that happening. No. But what what does Jimmy Johnson do? How long does he put up with running this mediocre? I I, I don't think it's the driver at this point, but I may be wrong. What do you think? It's hard to say. And
0: I, I mean Jeff Gordon sort of started a, a you know, the trend of some drivers trying to get out of the sport before uh, they're just running their back. You know, Mark Martin, his last few years didn't look too great. You mentioned Darrell Waltrips last We're year. Dreadful. Um, but Gordon, I mean, was in the Final Four his last season. Tony Stewart, um, you know, he won his last season. I think Junior had a pretty fair season. So um, I don't know. It's hard to say when each driver is different. I mean, no one saw Carl Edwards. Um, So I think there's just still things to work out. But, I mean, there's just not even – I mean, we haven't seen a win from Stuart Hostage here, but we're still seeing, you know, Clint Boyer, he finished sixth. Kevin Harvick's run well. He's still – he can make it – he's probably going to make the chase. Even if he doesn't win, he'll make the top 16 on points alone. But um, there's drivers that have been consistent, like Kurt Busch, but Jimmy Johnson, it's just bad luck. I mean – Finished three laps down last night, and his other Hendrick teammates—they've been showing improvement. Two of them already have wins this season. William Byron, um, this—I think he had a couple like penalties on pit road this race that kind of hurt him. Hasn't won yet, but um, I think him and Chad Canales are somewhat working well together. He's done well qualifying at least. There's been some improvements. He's still a young driver, but Jimmy Johnson—I mean, he seven time—it's hard to say. I think they I mean, Chad and him working together this year this is the first year in his Cup career that he's got a new crew chief to work.
1: Do with. you do you
0: think do you think Jimmy Johnson has lost his his winning edge? It's hard. To, it's so hard because I remember a year or so that Jeff Gordon was kind of had a dry spell, and I was almost like it's frustrating as a fan when you don't see your driver win for a while, and you're seeing you see Kyle Busch every other week, and it's like, damn, um, but. So I don't know, but I mean, no wins last year. We're halfway through this season, still no wins. It's man, it's going on. So it's, it's well, no
1: wins and no consistency. Yeah, I mean, they, they, those are two two things. You could see, okay, maybe if you don't have any wins, but you're you're running in the top fifteen every week, and you know you you pop in there and you get a top ten or a top five. The only reason I think. He got a top five last week, is because it was rain shortened. Yeah, he did. I mean, Chicagoland. I remember before got
0: when they first started the race before it had the rain delay. It
1: looked like he was on track to win. Yeah, and
0: he was being aggressive and he was battling uh, with Austin Dillon, another driver we haven't you know seen win a race this year. Um, Just it's been Gibbs and Penske for the most part. But yeah, it's. I think I don't think he's done yet. I just think he's in a a long rut, and I think once he gets – if he gets a win again, I think that will help out and kind of build some – I just think it's just week after week, you know, your confidence is down, and the team, there's just too much struggles
1: there. Okay, next question for you. Are we going to be stuck with three drivers with seven championships? Is Johnson going to be around long enough, and is is he going to be able – to win his eighth championship?
0: At this, I mean, after he pulled it off in uh, 2016, I would have said Johnson's going to be. But I remember after, when Jeff Gordon got his fourth championship, of course, they changed the whole system a few years later. But I remember when Gordon got his fourth in one, no one people were saying he's going to be the guy that's going to probably beat Earnhardt and Petty. And once they changed it, Gordon was never able
1: to kind of win on, on the chase system. Um. I remember back when they, the way they first changed it for the first couple of years, there were people comparing the the old point system with the new point systems, and and Gordon would have won a couple more championships. Yeah, re- yeah. Uh, and it's finally that that all fizzled away because it, it they figured out the chase was there to stay. But it, it's a fair, it, I get, I don't know if it's a fair comparison, but if it had stayed the same, he would have had more championships based on performance. Yeah, at Johnson, no
0: one I he no one will. I mean, they had to constantly try to tweak the chase and system because five consecutive championships. I don't think anyone will That's be able to That's not happening pull, again. I don't think anyone will pull that again. Our lifetime, it's hard. I don't think anyone saw as quick as he got those seven championships. I don't think anyone anything's possible, but um it's you got such a tough competition now. Um I don't see in in our lifetime seeing another seven time champion, and i at this point it's going to be so tough for anyone to beat Johnson's still in there to possibly get an eighth one um the season's not over he could still lock himself in with a win, but
1: they just haven't run well enough even if they even if they get a win they the chase the way that it's set up you have to you have to be consistently in the top five or ten every race during the chase, if you're going to be there towards the end.
0: And I do think this year we're going to see a second-time champion out of somebody, um, uh-huh. e- whether it's one of the, the Pinsky or Gibbs drivers. Not just because they've been so well, but, I mean, I think more Kyle or possibly like Martin Truex Jr., I think we're going to see a second-time champion this year. But as the years go on, I mean, do – Get up to seven. It's just so tough now. Yeah, it's the competition is too tough. <laughs> and, and part of it, it's just it's a different era, and the point systems are different. And you know, yeah, Gordon probably would have you know would have had more championships. Well, think about
1: think about how much this sport has changed since Gordon won his fourth in two thousand one. And that's that's the year I was you know first started racing, so I've
0: definitely I've been along for all these changes, and it is crazy to think back to what it was like. And I'm. I'll never forget, you know, the chase. I, even as a Hendrick Motorsports fan, it was I was getting burned out of seeing Johnson win every year. It was like, my goodness. And I, the chase, I was kind of up or down on, on whether I liked it or not. Um, because in 03, when, when Matt Kenseth won, that last part of the season, I just, it was so hard to care because Kenseth had stacked up so many points. He only won, I think, one race that year. And you knew, like, in September who was going to win the championship. So by the last, I just did not care as much. And that was one of the reasons they changed the system. And then Johnson kept winning. And finally, one of the best, Tony Stewart and Carl Edwards. That was one of my – I remember I was at Washburn, and I was at the rec center. I was just like – that one was rain-delayed for a while, but when I got going, and that was the first time watching uh, the last race at Homestead. You did not know who was going to – I mean, it was determined whoever won the race. Was going to get the championship. And that was so exciting. And then they kind of changed over. They have, you know, the round of 16 and round 12. Um, And I I like the format it is now, the kind of cutoff system. Um, It causes drivers to be more aggressive, race a certain way. Um, other drivers that are in the chase, we've you know, that's still possible. They could still get wins. Absolutely, yeah. They are not eligible for the championship, but you know, when they get money and a trophy. And so, I, I really like the format it is now. Yeah, I do too.
1: Looking at the points, no no real big changes in the points. standings. Joey is still your leader by 11 points over Kyle Busch. Jimmy Johnson is still in the top 16. He's in 15th, and Eric Jones rounds up top 16. Uh, so your favorite guys are where they were last week. Not a whole lot of big changes there. Now, we've left Kentucky, and we're headed to a completely different style of track. And I think I don't... If you've listened to this podcast for since we've been on, um, my predictions are I'm like oh for however many races we've picked. So it, Like you said, I got the last name right. You last got the last time. name right, so you were halfway there. But I think we're going to see somebody different in Victory Lane, and I think at Loudon, it's going to be Kevin Harvick. He won there last year. He is so he does such a great job on these flat tracks. You know, he 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 runs so well for years at Phoenix, and it's basically the same type of track that. It's not Phoenix anymore. I don't know what they call it now, international, whatever it is. That's It's Phoenix. We should still call it Phoenix. Yeah, I will always call it Phoenix. But he runs so well on those flat tracks, and I think he's come close this year, but I think next week will be his weekend.
0: I mean, that's a good call. He won there last year. Phoenix, we haven't seen him as consistent as he was. Um, I think I'm going to go... Oh man! Looking back, at Kyle Bush was twenty-seven. We got Gibbs in twenty-seventeen. Uh, Kevin Harvick in sixteen. And I'm not trying to go off of like pass, but it, you're looking at who's. I mean, run you, have, well to there. you yeah. have to consider it. You um, have to consider it. Man,
1: who do I go with next if week? If I had to pick a second, I would. I think I would go with my second pick would be kyle larson if i had to pick if i could pick two but my first pick is harvick my my dark horse is kyle larson it's a flat track it just kind of kind of suits larson's style suits Harvick's style for sure so i'm giving you time to i'm giving you time to think here <laughs> so. i'm gonna go with the first time winner there i think i'm gonna go with trex jr wow martin trex jr for the uh, flat track win not a bad choice Not a bad choice. He, you know, he's dominated for the last few seasons. Been dominating on the mile and a half tracks, but it would be good to see him get a get a a win at that style of track.
0: Yeah, I mean, twenty seventeen, Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin both won. Um, Denny Hamlin
1: does a great job on these flat tracks too. Kevin
0: Harvick in sixteen, Matt Kenseth when he was with Joe Gibbs. So I mean, the Joe Gibbs drivers, Um, and then in twenty fourteen, you had Brad and Joey. So um, could be a Penske. It would be exciting. Uh, if Kyle Larson did win and Chip Ganassi to get two in a row, that would be great for team for both those drivers. Um, I think even though, I mean, that team, this hopefully, I mean, Kentucky was both drivers in the top five. Um,
1: They're building blocks. some momentum. Yeah. They're building some momentum and some positive momentum. And like we said earlier, Kurt Busch has really raised the bar at Chip Ganassi racing. It, it, things have just kind of gotten just stale and, you know, they, they've become a second-tier team, really. They've never really been a top-tier team competing with the likes of Hendrick or, or, or uh, well, Hendrick mostly in the last few seasons. But but Kurt Busch has come there and brought a new attitude and a new competitiveness that we haven't seen from that one car in a long, long time.
0: Yeah. Jamie, one th-
1: Jamie McMurray was not the answer for the one team.
0: And just this glance at this, that's another kind of team that – roush racing i mean you had ryan newman in ninth and ricky stenhouse junior 12th
1: that was for that team they had a pretty good night and actually ryan newman runs pretty well flat tracks too so maybe you know maybe some of these guys are starting to heat up a little bit we've talked about that it's 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 certainly warm enough here in kansas city the things are heating up but maybe some of these guys have shaken off the spring blues and you know, Tony. I've said this before. Tony Stewart always used to do that. He used to get really incredibly hot in the in the summer and win races and put together championships. And so we'll see. But uh, in New Hampshire, not one of my favorite tracks. I, I don't. I'm not real excited about it because I don't care for the flat tracks. But
0: now I mentioned earlier, so I might have messed up my list for by loud and only goes back 2014. So I'm not really sure. Jamie Johnson might have won there. Um, I don't
1: remember him ever winning there, but that my memory feels. My me list at because times.
0: Kentucky's list since the newer track was so much shorter. I was just uh, right next to it. I had my uh, list of winners, but I only went back five years, so he might have won. I, I'm not sure. Um, so I said earlier he
1: hasn't won there. We'll check but, and we'll yeah. check and see. I. I... He's not going to win this year. So <laughs> no. this is not going to be the year if he hasn't. So don't be concerned with that. I, I still say, I mean, I, I, I just
0: I'm waiting to see one of those races. And, and it's been close, like Chicagoland, Daytona. Even, like, but we mentioned Daytona is a whole different ballgame. But I'm just waiting to finally see just him run up front and, and then, you know, try to race for a lead. I mean, I'll never forget when. His first rookie season, he got the pole at Daytona and he just kind of took off right away um, in the cup. And ever since it seems like he, he won that seventh championship from then on, it's
1: just been such a dry spell. Yeah, it has. And we'll see. We'll see. Whatever happens in Loud, New Hampshire, we'll be back here next week on the Fox 4 Race Zone podcast. I'm Sam Atwell. I'm Brian Dooley. Everyone have a fantastic week.